the regardless of what it is i just think you have got to be 100 passionate about it i think it'll work no matter what it is if it's the craziest idea ever if you're 100 passionate about it and you're doing it it's worked if you're doing something that you love you you've you've won Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Thompson. Today, we have Alan Webster. He is from the heart of Liverpool, a diehard football, as he would say, soccer to us fan. Um, he's emigrated from the UK, from England to Australia with his family. And he, I first met Al as, um, as my eldest son's soccer coach at under sixes. And from there I could see this incredible passion he has for coaching kids in soccer, in football. And he has since then become, created this, um, this business called Sunshine Coast Power and it's to be expanded as well to encourage, encourage kids to train and to become better people through soccer. So I thought I'd get him in the studio, talk to him about his life experience, talk to him about where this whole business is going and the importance of that to him, and I um, hope you really enjoy it. Alan Webster, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Rich. thought we'd start off, I guess, from, the, from when I first met you yep. as a starting point. And okay. my eldest was getting into organised sport for the very first time. We had done little kickers yep. when he was very little, and that was you know, had it served its purpose or served its run. But then you get to six, uh, six years old yeah, and we rock up to, to training and there's you there as the nominated volunteer yeah. coach, father coach, because your son was in the team. Yeah. And you're from Liverpool. Yeah. Scouser, 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 Scouser. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, all of a sudden, it's my first experience as a father in organised sport. Obviously, growing up, I had heaps of organised sport as a child. Yeah. But then I had this this sort of unbelievable connection with you, into just knowing that my child is just the the atmosphere that you provided or you created was something that I had. I think I only experienced as a child once with a yeah, coach. Yeah, thank you. And, That's nice. And and then you 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 were you coached the team, I think for three years. Yeah, or, three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll start from there. I mean, and I've obviously gotten to know you, and you've brought your family out from the UK. You we just before we started recording, you were talking about how people in the UK or people in England don't do big moves. Yeah, it's. I think. It's um, they definitely don't move interstate. Like they won't. Not many families would go. Oh, we're going to move from Liverpool to, as I say, London. Um, even to be fair, moving to Australia, it's still it's huge. It's it's a massive move. Um, and then we go back to when we started with the organised sport. We just moved to Australia. Both of our boys had both never really played sport. Um, they did things like yourself like little kickers just to sort of test what they were into mm. and being from Liverpool it's soccer only it's football that, that's it 
there's nothing else. And when we moved to Australia and seeing that a lot of families, they try different sports. They all, they all, it's totally different to back home. So what we did was we put them in a few different things for like one team, like a, a basketball, Muay Thai, they were, they were trying everything. And then inevitably we knew that it was going to come back to the soccer or the football. Yeah. So at that point, both boys are ready to play organized sport. organized sport. So, um, we were the same as yourself. We rocked off to the club and when they asked for coaches, or you know, a volunteer to step ahead, everyone sort of backed off. So that was my time to say then, oh, well, I've done this before. I did this in the UK. I have my coaching badges, which you don't really need for young kids for organised sports. So it was exciting for me and it was interesting to see how my kids would respond as well. And that was kind of the atmosphere I tried to create where I think if an outsider was to look on, especially in the first couple of years, you wouldn't know which child was my son. I was trying to keep it where it would be equal and where all kids would just feel like, oh, I don't have to worry about my parents on the sideline. This guy, this guy's got me and, it's, and we're going to be okay. Um, and it was that atmosphere we were trying to create. So, And it was a good couple of years of just fun mm. didn't really have to worry about results or anything like that and not too many parents <laughs> and yeah it was and you know the the parents that we had in that first couple of groups it was great they just again we can leave it to him mm. we know it's in capable hands um and then obviously it's it's moved from that since we're both of the boys now playing the level that they're playing at now, it's yeah, it's completely different. So take me back. Why you guys are a young family? Yeah, you and Kim married young. Yeah, had children young. Yeah. So how old are you when you had Brody? Um. So me and Kim were traveling in Australia. I was twenty one, twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, and Kim was yeah because Kim was about twenty, and we were in we were in Perth. We were just traveling for a year, and then. We came home, we were a bit homesick. And then not long after being back home was when, yeah, we, we decided we were going to have a child and then we had Brody. And then we always had this thing where, should we go back? Should we go back? So we we came back first with Brody. All right. And then um, we came to the Sunshine Coast on holiday and then we went back again. And then we had Leo and then we were like, okay, let's go again now as a four went back here again on holiday and then we decided, okay, let's go back home and let's plan to m make it a big move. So yeah, it was a big, um, big change that we had to go home, put our house up for sale. It all happened really quick. Um, and then within, yeah, I think it was nine, 10 months we were out here then. And what were you doing for, for work back home? So back home, I was, a business developer for a company that was opening, they were opening like like an IGA store. Mm -hmm. So I was the area manager for Liverpool first. And I would go around making sure all the stores were hitting all the requirements that you needed to be part of the franchise. Mm -hmm. And then I got a promotion where I was then the Northwest manager. So I would go from Liverpool to Manchester to Leeds. And I had like seven versions of what I was doing previously working, working for me yeah. yeah yeah so um 
completely different to what I've then come doing here in Australia. I was wearing a suit and tie every day. Mm. And then over weekends, I was coaching my brother's soccer team and that's where I done my coaching badges and things like that, yeah. yeah. And then moved to Australia and because of the visa, yeah. you had to, there was only a, a scope of work you were allowed to do. How yeah. did that work yet? So when we, when we first <coughs> moved here, um, obviously the visas are super limited to what you can, what you can do. Um, so I decided I was going to go back to study and do a student visa and the options were quite slim. I'm not a very hands-on guy, so a lot of them were motor mechanics, pa panel beating. It's all um, trade, though. A lot of, yeah, trade work. Um, so I decided I was going to choose something that was, one, going to be close to where we were living at the time. So that was Tafe Malulabar. And then the courses that they had was either a hairdresser or a chef. So I chose to be a chef because it was something that I just enjoyed anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I went into chef work and I did that for, I'm still doing that now as well, but yeah, I've, I've done, done that for the past five years now. Yeah, and your, your visa sorted? Still waiting, still waiting, still, it's just pending, it's just pending, so it's been a bit of a roller coaster with the visa, so we've done a student visa, a graduation visa, a skilled visa, and then we've applied for permanent residency now. Okay. So it's been, uh, it's been 11 months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Then what, what do you think drew you to, other than obviously your, to some degree, the DNA of the love of football, the love yeah. of soccer for you, what drew you, do you think, to coaching and coaching kids? Because you, your brother's was your yeah. first one. Yeah. So I was coaching them. They were about under 15s and then under 16s. And then when they went into open men's, that's when I, I stepped away then. Um, I always enjoyed it. I always loved it. I used to love, I was still working full time and then coaching, obviously, uh, both sons' teams. And then the following year, I took on both of my sons' teams at the same time and was coaching both of them. And I think if I'm truthfully honest, I see in very high level of coaching back in the UK. And then when I moved here, I seen that they hadn't quite caught on you. Mm. And I was thinking, okay, what can I bring that I'm seeing what I was doing back home and, and bring it over here with the facilities we've got, with the families we've got, the way the way the attitude is when, when games are played over here, it's a completely different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, could I implement what I've learned back home and bring it here? Um, so it was probably about four or five years ago when I first thought of the idea of starting up my own coaching academy. And then I kept hitting a stumbling block into why I couldn't do it. There was always something. It was, I was also inspiring to try and be the best chef that I could be. Because whatever I'm getting myself into, I don't want to just stay at the bottom. It's always, I want to try and get to the top of that or get to the top of that. So when I was in TAFE, I was all like all, in for, all in for that. I had to make sure I was top of the class. I mean, work was in first. I was, it sounds terrible, but beating everyone in little competitions that we had within TAFE. Um, then obviously the work side of things, I always had this thing of, I want to work in the best restaurants on the coast. I want to be trying to get into one of them. So it was always, the, the heart was the soccer. Mm. I want to make sure that I can do it. But then I've also got a family to provide for. So it was, how can this coincide with each other? And then that's when my wife found my current job 
which is the chef and inner childcare, and said, hey, this could be a lot more friendly for you to be able to do both. Do both, which is, yeah, why we've came into doing both now. Mm. And I, I mean, I can't, I can't accurately describe what you do, I think, to give it justice in terms of a training session. But yeah. from when, as I said, when from Ted, from under six, you rock up and it's just the the atmosphere and the the way you are with the kids. And I don't know whether that's something that's so innate for you, but it's this environment of inclusivity, of yeah. fun, yeah. but also laid with direction and laid with purpose and laid with intention that you're trying to get them to be the very best player they can be. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously some are much better than others and but it's all this inclusivity and this is it is a really enjoyable Yeah, thank you. Know, you. And but I, uh, is it something that you know like if if a kid misses the ball, kicks and misses it completely, you know, it's wow, man, you forgot your glasses today. Yeah. You know, it's just a just a joke yeah. and but not in not in a derogatory way, it's just lovely and it's really encouraged. Yeah. Like it's and it it's something that I was like, man, this isn't normal. Yeah, well, I, th I think as well, um, from the way I grew up back home playing sport myself, mm. there was no, for me anyway, there was no fun side of it. It was competitive and that was it. So then when I came here and seeing, wait there, why, why should we shouldn't have that mentality? Mm. It should be like the way it is here where I, it doesn't matter. It do, if, if I've got six children in a class, in one coaching session, I want to give every single one of them the same direction and then it's up to them to thrive with that. Mm. Okay, he's give us the tools here. Can I go and do it? You know, can I can I can I score this goal? Can he's told me how I should hit the ball, can I do it? And then if they don't, I want to be able to rub it off and make it a joke. Yeah. Rather than a oh I've let him down. Mm. I'm more of a oh it that it's was okay. funny or that you know this it's okay yeah oh, i've missed it's we're okay all, we're all being a bit silly here. yeah yeah it doesn't matter yeah and although they, i'd be lying if i didn't say oh I, I hope every team that i coach and wins mm. but at the same time at what cost do you want it to you won the game but three kids went home upset because they might have missed a chance or it led to a goal or whatever it was um and that's why again it took me a long time to choose the coaches that I've got in our sessions now. It had to be the right people with the right mentality and a very similar style of coaching to what I can, what I, I wanted to bring. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. Well, the way you say uh, the direction, because even this morning for Frank's, because we went this morning yeah. for the session and we were warming up and, oh no, we're in the car actually. And Frank's is like, you know, dad, I've got to, when I have the ball, and I'm, I want you to try to get the ball off me, and I'm gonna change direction. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, because the phrase "change direction" is not used at home. Yeah. But he's got this beautiful Liverpool accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> change direction. Yeah. It was just, and I've butchered that obviously, but that's um. We have a funny. lot of funny enough. We have a lot of parents that say the kids go home, and when they're playing with their siblings or they're just playing in the garden with their dads, they. I have to say my phrases in my accent. It, it just comes <laughs> so good. It comes side by side. So, so and I remember at the point when you said at, with with your boys going into rep footy, and it was the time, or you, I think you moved clubs, or at that stage, the three years with 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 Leo and Ted's um, side. Yeah, you were like, I'm not coaching this year, just letting you know, which is fine. Right? Yeah, it's, and it was 
incredible that you volunteered for three straight years. Um, but at that point, and then Ted went to – Ted tried the fourth year with the club yeah. and the new coach was obviously not you. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I'm not keen. And I was like, nor am I. So that's yeah. fine. But then I, I remember thinking – and I'd pay you to do that session, right? That that coach, even not on the game, excluding the game on a weekend, just the hour, yeah, on the pitch on a Wednesday night. They they'd love it, but there's not one time that he's never has any of my children going. Oh, I've got to go training. Yeah, right. And so then yeah. then I was like, not that I was not that I you know the the wheels were already in motion without me knowing for this venture for you, but it's like you've got something there that. I would be keen to pay yeah. top dollar for. I think if I was if I was to name five things that happened that made me go, okay, the the the, the switch has flipped. Your message that time was definitely one of them. Oh, where it nice. was, hey, how how people would? I think you didn't even say you. You were like people would pay for yeah. what you're doing, and you were like, I would. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, because it isn't. It, I I'd be lying on honestly. Like it is not about the money. It really isn't the whole academy. Um, I'll, I'll speak about that. There's lots of goals that I'm trying to to get to. Um, but I remember you saying that to me and me thinking, it's true. There was a lot of parents that after I'd stepped away when it, it's just not the same, like they're not enjoying it or the same energy isn't there in training or whatever it was. And it was sad really because we had a lot of, over the past 12 months, two years, it, it's been difficult for our boys with a lot of change. Like, they've went from their dad coaching their team for three right. years with all of their friends mm. to jumping to, well, first they were playing rep soccer, which is within that same organisation, and they liked that, and they were thriving in that. And then that's when I thought, okay, perhaps we could challenge them and go up a level again. And before we done that, we actually wasn't going to move. And the association said that Leo was too young to play in that competitive rep level. And that was one of the reasons why we said, okay, if you if he can't now play competitive and he was more than ready, let's see if we can move across to a different organisation and see yeah. if they let him. So, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, he was seven and he was playing this year under 10. Yeah, he's, he turned he's eight. incredible. Turned eight halfway through the year, and then obviously he's carried on with his under tens team. And then same with Brody, he was in a team where again it was all his friends. Mm. Um, skill level was a complete different range. Again, my training sessions was, hey, here's all of the tools and ideas what you need for a game. What can you do? But I think he wanted that. He didn't want to go and be one of the best. He wanted to go and be okay. I've got to catch up to this guy mm. and catch up to that guy. And I like that mentality. Because I, I do that myself in work. Um, and that was one of the reasons that we then decided to obviously move yep. to play for a different team this year. Um, so, yeah. You have then these penny drops, right? These things happen and you go, oh, I want to create a business. Yeah. And I appreciate money's not the driver because passion's the driving yeah. force, right? And making a difference. and. And then you told me that, and I was so so yeah, pumped. No. Right? I mean, I was. I so think you're one of the first people I told. I was yeah. so chuffed because I can I could see the gap in the market, yeah. and knowing this the product or the service you're providing, it's like it's it's going to be so good, yeah, right, so good. And I mean, it's been running for now what two terms? Yeah, 
and the first and you you do it's just on a Sunday and I like to think that this is an early adopting early adopter podcast interview and yeah. that you, you know I'll be the one to say that I, I was able to interview you when it was at a ground level yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do it's it's literally on the sunny coast at a at a football field you have th- three three one hour sessions yep. on a Sunday for the different ages yep and the first term which was opening you had 20 28 yeah so we had we had 10 for the frank's age the yeah. baby age then we had 10 for the middle age group and then we had eight for the older age group um and that's how it started it was all the equipment in the boot of a car <laughs> yeah. it was just i was picking up bits here and there where i could mm. equipment wise um and then obviously we i what about four four or five years ago when i first decided i was going to do this I sat down in a cafe, I had my laptop and my book, me and the wife sat there and I was saying, let's do it, let's do it. I came up with names and badges and Five years ago. Yeah. I still have to file the notes page (laughs) on my Mac that I I had back then. And I was like, should I do it? And then I said, "Let, let me see what's out there. And then we put the boys into a couple of different groups that were doing similar. And we got to enjoy it and they were enjoying it. And I said, oh... Perhaps I should just still concentrate on my work and maybe not. And then about three years ago, I went to do it again. And then the company I went to buy all the equipment from went bust. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's a sign. Maybe let's let's step back again. Let's step back. And then, as I say, when me and you had that conversation, it was in the back burner of my brain. I need to do it. I need to do it. And then we, we went with it. So that first session, I was really worried. How many people am I going to get? Am I going to... You know, is there going to be five kids here? And it's just, you know. Yeah. But I tried to, from the start, whether there's five kids there or there's, you know, 20, 30 kids there, let's make it look professional. Mm. So we got the kit. Every kid who signs up got a kit. Okay, everyone feels the same. Because mm. then you give, then you create that atmosphere of it doesn't matter what club you're from yeah. or what organisation you're playing for. When you're here, we're all one. Yeah. And that was how we say my training sessions always try to be. Again, if you were to come, you wouldn't know, oh, that's his son. Sure. You know, this is his, you wouldn't know. Everyone's the same. Everyone's in the same kit. So then um, we decided to do that, and it was just me on my own. So I'd do one-hour session, one-hour session, one-hour session. And then obviously, after the first term, we went to a tournament, and we played the tournament, and we took the eldest group with us for the tournaments, and we just, the way they were playing, the way they were all training for that team, Mm. They went there and everyone was, hey, who are these guys? Like, <laughs> they're not a team. They're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you know, there's two kids from this team, two kids from that team. How's he uh, done this? Yeah. And then the word got about then. And then this past term's just been. So now you have 70. Kids. Now we have 70. Yeah. Three coaches and yeah, and that's 70 in the space kids. Of a couple of months. Yeah. And now, like, I mean, this morning and even later, it's your inventory. Like this, the tools you use has expanded. Oh yeah, you take up the entire, like it's almost two full football pitches yeah. that you're using. And you got music pump, pumping. Yeah, There's all the parents, all the kids. It looks like a bloody fate. Yeah, like it looks like a full expo. Like it, it's amazing. And what I get, what I always sort of smile about is that that's being created from nothing, man. Yeah, yeah. But I- for you, 
those ovals are vacant on Sundays. Yeah. Right. Well, I actually coach the men's team for that club. So that's why we get... I don't need to know your back, your back, back, of, back, back room deals, man. So it's, that's, that's how we manage to get them. It's yeah. the perfect location. Mm. It's super safe for the kids. There's toilets, you know, bubblers. Yeah. Everything's there. So it was okay. We've got the grounds. Mm. We know where we can do it. Um, it started off with, I bought one bag of 10 balls, one pack of cones. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do some drills. And then, I mean, the wife hates me for it, but every week... You're buying more stuff. I'm ordering more. I'm <laughs> buying more. New stuff today. <laughs> new stuff today. <laughs> the garage has just gone from like a little tiny section to yeah. now it's the whole garage is full. Mm. Um, you know... What one of the big things was from this as well was we didn't we didn't take any investments or anything from the start. It was okay, let's see what we can do ourselves ourselves first. Um we had lots of people reach out, can we sponsor? Yeah. You know, can we help out? This and I was like, I just really this is for m- me and my family a minute. I just need to see where I can get to first and then we can start taking it to that next level. So yeah, in terms of the the in- inventory, it's just constantly getting bigger. So where my mind goes now and is is again that growth, let's call it a three hundred percent growth mm-hmm. in a term in a in a space of a couple of months. Sh- that provides the evidence to what I know as to how good that service is. And yeah. I remember you, we we were talking about it about uh, at the early stages on the phone about getting coaches. Yeah. And you were like, there was someone that said to you, oh, I'm happy to help. And, you, you know, you didn't say it directly back, but you're thinking, no, nah, that person won't yeah. fit the way that I do The things. model, yeah. And the two guys you've got now, um, I had, a, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that would need to happen, right? To be able to scale something yeah. like this, it needs to happen. But the two people that you have is all, I don't know whether they, also try to dress like you or look like you. That was the uniforms. No, yeah, but we, the haircut and the sunnies. Like, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> we, we all have white that, socks on that today. attractive. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they're perfect, right? Yeah. They, you've done that really, really well. And obviously yeah. very consciously, yeah? Absolutely. Like like I said, um, again, that definitely goes to the, the wife saying, hey, if you're going to get more people in and this is going to get bigger, they need to be on the exact same page and wavelength as you because a lot of people are bringing their children because of what you're bringing to them. It's not that you've got the best balls, the best goals. That that equipment stuff is just, it's secondary. It's I could go there with, with just the balls and we That'd could be. still have the same session. Um, so it was finding the right people to go, okay, can you come in and give exact, if I leave you with a group of 10 and I've got a group of 10, do I need to be looking over and watching or do I know you, you've got it as well? And that was a huge part of it. So we we did go around and we watched a few sessions that other people were doing. And um, I had a lot of friends who I'm playing soccer with. Yeah, so it, keen. So keen. Mm. But it was just from a business point of view, mm. it it wasn't quite right. It wasn't the right people to have. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we got the, the two Liams mm. on board with us now, which has been great, to be honest. Mm. That'll be, as I see it in terms of business projections, that's going to be the hardest part of it, right? Yeah. Like you can set the, set the, have template sessions to, you know, if you, and we talked about this, the idea of, 
incorporating the power brand yeah. to the different different locations around Australia. Yeah. And because if in my mind, if this is a hole that needs to be filled in the Sunshine Coast, it sure as shit needs to be filled in Cairns, yeah. in Perth, in New South Wales, for yeah. example, you know. And um, you can create those templates. You can get good deals with feel with the oval, with the pitches and and all of that, and get the inventory sorted. Yeah. But it's how it's applied on the day through the coaches to the kids. That's where the kids are coming back or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was an important thing about even after today's session. It's so nice when I come away, I get home, I unload the car, and then that's when I check my phone. That was another real. We have like no coaches are on phones or it's, hey, you're there. Yeah. We're going to work. It's just the kids. It's all about the kids. So then I go home and I have, you know, heaps of messages and stuff. And today I go home and there's like five, six messages from parents. Hey, my son loved today. My daughter loved today. Um, even as far as like, hey, my son really likes this coach or my son really likes the session with you or this coach. It's not about, there's no ego trip. No. There's no, oh, I want everyone to enjoy just what I'm trying to do. Mm. All three of us are the same. Mm. So it's, you should be getting the same experience whether you're with me, Liam or Liam, you know? Yeah. So that was a big part of it getting the right people in. And what I would like to do is if we move location, can we take them same coaches with us and do the exact same as what we're doing here in another location? Mm. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of ideas and growth with what we're trying to do. And I think your experience back home with managing the grocery store and then being the manager of yeah. the manager of the grocery store will yeah. really hold you in good stead with being able to, because you won't be able to be, at every pitch all the time if you go that way, yeah. if you expand. And I think that's another big thing. It's about can you get that model right from the start? Mm. Can there be a standard that I, what I don't want to see is, oh, we, we open one and it's in Cairns and we have coaches that turn up with no uniform on mm. or they don't have that correct equipment. or And it's all just can you get them, them blocks in place to make sure that this is how we run things and it's professional. And I must admit, one of the big reasons of why eventually I said, right, I'm going to do it. I've seen a lot of other companies doing it in a bit of a cowboy style. And it was, we signed the kids up for sessions and we'd go and then the coaches maybe didn't have balls or, yeah, right. you know, they'd turn up and there was, there was no equipment and they just had them running on the field. And I was like, okay, what can I do? to be different and level up from what I'm what I'm seeing. So and it may be that you can branch or in the greater Sunshine Coast area as a t as a test. Yeah. To see whether you can do have two independently run Sundays. Yeah. Maybe where we are now and maybe one up at Noosa. Exactly. Yeah. Or Makula or something. Yeah. And then you got so you don't have to be there, but it's it's much closer yeah. to be able to manage before you adventure yeah. across the state or Absolutely. The country. And that's the, the plan. There's a, the, a few plans now is can we get in with a few schools? Mm. Can we start maybe getting into one of the schools and running sessions for the schools mm, like on, you know, say a Wednesday afternoon and we go there and we take a few sessions for them, um, whether it's for the school soccer programs, whether it's for their school team mm. or whether it's just they come with us independently of an afternoon after school, a one-hour session. Um That'll be the next sort of stage of what we're trying to do. Um, then from that, then we'll move on to, can we go a bit further? Can we go, as we say, to Noosa 
and run another session there, whether it's on another day or yeah. whatever it is. Um, because another thing we've done, as I say, is not aligned with a club. Mm. We we actually did apply to be our own club, and we um, we were asked to withdraw the application. We wasn't denied. It was, can you withdraw it? Because they were a bit worried that a lot of kids from other clubs would say, well, I want to go and train with these guys and play for these, yeah. where it's a bit more professional, even though it's at a community level. Mm. Um, and then that's when we decided, okay, we'll just keep it as a skills academy and just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, It's working. I'd like to talk, about, talk to you about that. What would the advice be to Al five years ago on that laptop, typing in your notes about what this is what you're doing? Or, the, or to, what's your advice to anybody who's contemplating like a, a I guess it's that balance between yes paying your bills and doing what's safe but it's also this draw to a pa- your passion yeah and to go actually this is what I almost like if you you know you knew it at the time but you were for whatever reason yeah waiting I don't even kick myself now and say oh I should have done it five years ago because I think everything kind of happens in the right stage for the right reason. I'm more mature now. I, even though I had a business mindset back then, I think maybe now I've thought of different things and different ideas and seen different ways it could have maybe failed back then. Yeah. So it's definitely worked at the perfect time. And I think for anyone else trying it, if you've got the right idea and you're 100% passionate about it, I don't think it can fail. Mm. I don't think it, like I said, it needs to be about money or numbers or anything. It's like, Every Sunday, can you come away and go, okay, how many kids learned something today? Hopefully every single one of them. What did I learn about myself today? Or what did I learn from what that kid done? Or, you know, from a coaching thing, I'm still learning every week and and I love that. You know, it wouldn't be fun if I thought I knew all the answers. Um, And different kids come with a different challenge. Some some can't do things, so it's good to go, okay, what am I going to learn from that? So I would say for anyone trying to do it, I th- even if it's the next person trying to do another version of the Sunshine Coast Power, I think you just got to do it. Mm. There's enough children on the coast. It doesn't need to be a competition. Mm. Can it just be, what, what What are you doing it for? If you're doing it because you want kids to be become better and enjoy the game more, we should all be doing it. Mm. There should be a hundred of us, you know, and there's Is that more than enough kids. Is that your, like, that's what's the underlying pull for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, and I think as well, to be truthfully honest, it's what can I create that is going to keep getting bigger? And I think that is a big thing for me as a business perspective. It's how big can I go here? I don't want it to stop. I want to keep getting bigger. But at what cost? I've got to make sure that the standard is still the same. It's can every kid still each week learn? So yeah, that's the. Can you see yourself in the future doing this and leaving? Yeah. Monday to Friday. Yeah, probably shouldn't say that in case my boss hears this, but yeah, definitely. So I mean, I don't think anyone should stop anyone from doing what they they're passionate about. Yeah. I think if if you, if you love something, I don't see why anyone should be telling you. Get in the way. Yeah, you 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 can't do it, mm. and you know, like I said. I'm mature enough to know that, hey, I've got a family, so I've got to make sure we've got a house, we've got this, we've got that. That's fine. That'll all just, it'll all happen. Yeah. It'll all happen. So um, for me, this to take over my everyday job would be uh, the dream. 
Um, what do you think your most vulnerable moment was in that process? Um, I think there's a lot of things really that I I take things very personal if if it doesn't go right and um, and I beat myself up and think could my preparation for things have been better. Um, so I think a lot of it was when I was first starting on my own, um, and I'm setting up and I've I've got to do all of the homework for these drills. Um, I've got to make sure all of these things align. That was probably where I got a bit overwhelmed at one point and thought, am I doing right here? Is, you know, I want people to know they're coming and I'm not just some dad with a bag of balls <laughs> yeah. having a kick around. Sure. This is a professional thing that I'm trying to start. Um, so there was times where I'd, I'd lie on a Saturday night and think, are, the, are these drills going to work tomorrow? Mm. Are these kids going to enjoy what? Because I do, I take it personal. If, if a kid comes away from a session and... I hope they never say this, but if they say, I didn't enjoy today, what have I done wrong? What, where did we go wrong? Where that kid didn't get to enjoy himself today? Mm. Some some coaches say, well, I made 80% of the kids happy. That's good enough. That's good enough. Oh, I can't do it. But that's you, right? That's the person that you are. That's the person uh, at the chef school winning every competition. Yeah. That's you wanting to be the best chef or finding the best restaurant. It's you wanting to be the very best that you can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a tiring. Um, I mean, from when I first met you, I definitely look like I've aged a lot in five years. I'm pretty sure I had full black hair when you I first and me met both, you, brother. Uh, <laughs> so it, 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 you know, it does. But I think again, when you're following your passion, the, the, you, you don't. You, I get burnt out for sure. But it's not tiring. Where I think I, I I'm gonna throw down the tools here. Yep. This can't carry on. There's still every week where Monday to Friday I'm thinking, how are we going to do Sunday? Mm. What are we going to do? What new stuff can I buy? You know, what <laughs> What can we do to elevate this, what kids haven't seen before? So yeah. um, for now it's not tiring, which is good. Surely now the, the Liverpool, new Liverpool kits are all tax write-off now, surely. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Get something up and running. All right. Well, I think it's great. And I, as I said to you, and we, you first talked to me about that vision. Yeah, for me it was like, oh, how do you scale that? And if you can scale that, that'll work because mm -hmm. I see that there's a huge demand for it. And yeah, it's not too often you're going to get three hundred percent growth. Yeah, within within a few months. So. And and that that may yo yo. That that is something that I think about quite a lot. <coughs> and I think, oh, what if next month we have half that amount? Because when the seasonal start back up, you might have some kids that are training that day or sure. they're playing that day, whatever it is. But I think if you're still trying to project that same thing each week of, well, whoever does come, they're going to come away learning, then the, the proof's in it. It's mm. it's there for people to go away. And I get it a lot now. A lot of like people that have not been able to do this session now because they're doing little nippers, but yeah. they're, they're, they're going back to their club and the coaches are saying like, hey, what why is this guy way better now? He's gone from, you know, a average player to he's he's by far one of the best in our team what happened oh well mm. he's been doing extra sessions he's been doing this and so i think that's that's a big part of that um so yeah we'll see we'll see um thank you for coming on and sharing it thank you it's awesome man we do five quick fire questions at the end yeah 
Um, and I've, pref- I've given you a little bit of homework. So the first tip is the number one tip for someone looking to be more successful in their life. The Regardless of what it is, I just think you have got to be 100% passionate about it. I think it'll work no matter what it is. If it's the craziest idea ever, if you're 100% passionate about it and you're doing it, it's worked. If you're doing something that you love, you, you've you've won. Yeah. And I think also I agree with that obviously wholeheartedly. And I think a lot of it is you will find a way. Yeah. You know, and then if you're that passionate about it and you're, you're, you're very – and that's authentic to who you are. Yeah. Then the the hurdles that come that you will inevitably face, yeah. and you will inevitably face going forward in trying to Absolutely. grow this. Yeah, they won't be; they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be like, "We'll get over it." Yeah, and we'll keep going forward because you're passionate about it. If you're not, if you're disingenuous, those hurdles are going to be four times as big, and you're going, exactly. oh, actually this is too difficult. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the big things where the mentality as a family, what we we try and have, um, it's a very positive of okay, that, that's going to happen. That hurdle is going to happen. Mm. Do you want to be a hurdle in a job that you don't enjoy? <laughs> do you want it to True. be a hurdle in something that every day you're struggling mm. to get up for? Or do you want it to be a hurdle in something you're passionate about that when you get through, the reward's twice as big? Oh, gosh, I love that. Yeah. Um, the hurdles will always be there. Yeah. Right? So create the environment that you want Yeah. to embrace those hurdles. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, number one tip for someone looking to be more happy or happier in their life? I think you've got to have a good network around you. That's one thing that um, we've set out as a family again to do, making sure that the people around us are all on the same wavelength of what they're trying to do in life. Mm. And I think you've just got to be super positive. Again, whether whether it's a business idea or whether it's a passion in a sport that you're doing or whatever it is you want to pick up and do it, whatever age, I think you just got to do it. Mm. Love that. Um, number one book or most enjoyed book or most gifted book? Dave Grohl autobiography. Oh, yeah? Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah I couldn't right. put it down when I started it. Um, so intrigued by him. Do you like him? Like lo- the Foo Fighters? L- love him, love the Foo Fighters, but when I read the book, I was... Um, quite shocked with just yeah how much I enjoyed just l- reading about his life and yeah, right. coming from nothing to to what he got. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, okay, great. Um, most influential person in your life? Oh. Um, probably my mum. Um, she again would be similar to this where she's in university now. I called oh, her yesterday yeah. and she's writing this big essay and um, what is she studying? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Good on you. She was busy yesterday, but I couldn't tell you what way. But um, she, she's always been the same. Whatever job she's in, I'm going to be the manager of that place. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do... Striving for excellence. Yeah, and it's not even like then she gets cold feet and moves job. But when she hits the limit, she's, okay, I'm going to go into something else and then I'm going to get to the top she's of that as well. Grow. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of yeah, my inspiration to do that has came from within a work and a like, business environment, yeah, for sure. And um, the last question is the guest, famous or otherwise, you think we should have on the show? Do they have to be local? No. Oh. Um, Lee Jones from Jonah Football. Okay. He's a guy from Liverpool. He runs an academy. I, I, 
I'd, it'd be, think you won't say similar, but it's a very big academy. It's in Sydney. And yeah, he'd be amazing to, okay. I'd be very intrigued to listen to okay. something he would say. Yeah. Awesome. Al Webster, Sunshine Coast Power. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me, Rich. On. Thank you. I know that it's been a big morning with the kids. But, uh, <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I appreciate it, man. No, thank you, Mace. That was Alan Webster. Uh, such an amazing chat. I really, really appreciated his time talking about all things football, following your passion and understanding where you're headed in life. If you really enjoyed that, please share it with someone that you think would enjoy it as well. And um, subscribe or follow us wherever you get out your podcasts. So until next time, peace.